0: This is Dream Big with Dina Budano. I'm creating this podcast to give us a space to bring all your ideas to the table. Hey everyone, this is Dina Budano, and I have another episode for you today Uh, Dream Big with Dina Budano. I am super excited to have a conversation. With my friend Kimberly Sanderson, we connected via Zoom. I love having friends all over the world, but we connected and had such great conversation just about um, what we do in in our businesses and um, how our lives have been impacted. So I'm super excited to um, share this conversation with you guys today and um, just inspire you because you just never know what is going to happen by you saying yes to something new? So, Kimberly, will you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about who you are
1: and just what you do? Yes, thank you. Saying yes, my favorite thing. <laughs> um, it's one of my hashtags just because I'm so motivated. I love that helping people dream big. And I tell people that um, well, first, you know i'm I'm daughter of the king, um, married to a great man, my husband Chad, We have two kiddos, Carson and Emma. Um, currently residing in the twin cities. So just outside of St. Paul, Minnesota. And um, yeah, I love to help people create healthy bodies and healthy bank accounts because mm-hmm. why not? We all eat. So why not eat for free? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I love kind of taking, taking um, everyone down this path about dreaming. Yes. And I love that you have live your dream behind you. Dream big. Yep. I remember. Yes. <laughs> I remember, um, when I first connected with you, I'm like, I need to meet this gal. Um, so walk us through with what you're doing currently. Is this something that you dreamt about, or was this something that you, um, saw yourself doing, uh, that got you down
1: this path? Sure. Um, well, a sidestep is that I'm an environmental chemist by degree. So it's funny yes. because, um, entrepreneurship was not in our family line anywhere it we were in the typical well I was first generation college so that was the other thing like no you go to college you get a good job you work that good job for 40 plus years and I remember how much I didn't love my first job and I was like oh crap what am I supposed to do now if this is like my life Um, and in that first job I had a way that I was able to take something that was pretty boring. I was environmental chemist, but I was able to put a sales spin on it. Like they gave me some sales and marketing. um, And I got to dabble in that at 22, 23, got into outside sales. And early on, right out of college, just found that I was not meant for the typical nine to five. Um, I was not meant to sit in an office I was not meant to sit in a lab, that's for sure. Um, I was asked if I had an off button once (laughs) Um, because I love to be able to connect with people and hear people's stories and share mine. And so I didn't know that I had that kind of entrepreneur spirit in me. But as I look back and even as I was thinking about that question, there's so many times where I have pivoted which is the year the word one of our words for 2020 right is to pivot but I've been pivoting my entire career of being like oh that doesn't feel right okay I'll change so I've made a lot of what's in some people's minds pretty big leap across the valley leap across to the next mountain (laughs) to say like oh I think I want to do that instead so it's in me I know it's in me and now that this is my life my husband and I talked about it over Thanksgiving I'm like this is what I was meant to do. And I even had a friend of a family member say, or family friend say, I think this is your calling. Like, I think this is your mission work just to be able to help people this way. And I was like, you know, to have a 70 plus year old man who kind of knows me, but doesn't know what I do a lot, but just say, I think this is your mission field. And I was like, wow, like how amazing is that to be able to bring my passion for what I love to do and what I love to do for work into what I know we can do to do kingdom expansion.
0: Yes. That's so sweet. And to have that validation from a family member yes. and of, you know, that mindset, that generation, that mindset. generation. Exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: I love that. So, um, how long have you been doing what you're doing now
1: in the, in the, so I've been in, um, yeah, I've been in this professional connecting, you know, space being a professional connector, um, for awesome. five years now, And, um, but I was doing that before I knew it was a thing. So even again, friends who've told me, they're like, you're just so good at this. And I love to figure out how can I help people? And if Mm -hmm. I can help them with what I do, great. If not, then how do I connect them with somebody else? Because, um, being a good connector in my mind is somebody who really can just open up doors for other people. And, um, I feel like I've had to do that myself so many times. And my, my passion is to be able to help do that for other people or make their path a little less bumpy.
0: Mm -hmm. And isn't it really amazing? Like some, some days I think I look back and sit back and think, wow, I actually get paid to do this. Like I get paid to be authentic and genuine and build these amazing relationships with people and help be a connector. Like, yes. That's an actual
1: career <laughs> that right. we get to do. It's amazing. Right. It's such a yeah, blessing. It is, and it's so. And I never even knew it was never on my radar. And I will say, I was one of those people that was closed off to the idea of in this, you know, professional space of network marketing direct sales and things like that. I was closed off because I was corporate sales. I was corporate sales executive. I'm like, don't you know who I work for? And like all high and mighty. And I was like, wait everybody is always making money in some kind of sales transaction. There's always somebody making money. And when I thought back to it, um, because a couple of times I wanted to dabble in being a small business owner, but I also knew like, I didn't want to be married to that business. I wanted the flexibility to work anywhere, I wanted the flexibility to work with anyone. I didn't want a brick and mortar. I also didn't want employees. I was not a great employee myself. So like to think like if I had employees like me, I'd be like, I already have children like me. I don't need employees like me. <laughs> so why would I want to go down that path? And um, and in 2020, we've seen that is how many people are um, unfortunately struggling so much because of the financial commitments that brick and mortar cost. And yeah. the upkeep. And if you can't, if you're not bringing in revenue, how can you pay your employees? So I love what we get to do because same thing. I can work from anywhere. I have, I do. I can help people all over the world. I have, I do. And mm-hmm. hey, we all eat. So why not eat for free?
0: Yeah. I love that. I love your line on that too. That's yeah. So, cool. so kind of walk us through, how did you get started? Like how was, um, how, how was this industry introduced to you?
1: Yeah thankfully a good friend, like how many, a lot of other people, I was busy corporate sales mom. I was in a Bible study at church and I would zip in, zip out. I mean, I was the one, and I mean, you can see me right now, but you know, all the curls in my hair typically and stuff like that. And so hair curled, makeup in a suit, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to check the box and do two hours of Bible study and then get back on the road and do more sales calls. And somebody had said, Hey, why don't you come over? Uh, I'd like to invite you over to something that I'm having at my house. And I think, you know, you'd be interested and, um, and has like, oh, it's a home thing. But I'm like, that means my husband has to put the kids to bed. So, okay, sure. I'll come over. Um, and I showed up at a seven o'clock and I left at 11 that night. Like I just saw the joy for life that she had. I saw what I didn't have at that point is I did not have time freedom. I made great money, but I had golden handcuffs, meaning that. In order for me to keep making the kind of money I was going to make, I needed to work a lot. I needed to be gone for my kids a lot. Um, and I had to make some big sacrifices to say, well, you know, this meeting is set at this time. So I'm going to have to miss this after-school program or miss a kid's birthday or things that um, a lot of professional, especially working moms have to pick sometimes. And mm-hmm. so I didn't have the time freedom. I was making great money, but I was committed to a lot of other people to make that income. And so when she kind of mapped this out and I was like, what? Like my corporate salary, I can make this with my corporate salary and get healthy along the way. Like that's what I wanted. I came for like just a health transformation. And then I was open, my eyes were open to residual income. And Mm -hmm. once I saw that it was planted way back here, it took about six months for me to really do anything with it. Then took another two years to really do something with it. And now I'm like, I'm all in. I am a hundred percent. I believe that everyone should have some kind of residual income, pick what you want, pick what you love, pick what makes sense to share with other people. But that ability to share and vision cast with people that there's multiple ways that we can earn money. And one of the ways easily can be residual income. Yes. Yes. Love that.
0: (laughs) So how are you building your clientele? I think a lot of times people are like, well, I don't, you know, you're such a great people say this to me and mm-hmm. always say, well, you're so great at what you do. Like, it's just easy for you. But I'm not, I wasn't always this way. Mm-hmm. I learned to be this way. Um, and I gained a lot of confidence through this industry But I know kind of you said at the beginning that you had already been naturally a connector. So how did you how are you building your clientele?
1: Yeah, it's it's conversations with people. It's finding out. um, And you and I have a mutual friend. She always says, like, if there's a way that we can help somebody, you know, would you be interested in solving, you know, if you have a problem and someone says, Hey, let's say for me, like one of the things I do with people, let's say they just are exhausted all the time. They don't have energy be Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if I had a solution, would you be interested in knowing more about that? Yeah. Put it on there put it in their court, you know, like, Oh, I don't have money to, to pay for Christmas presents. Or I'd love to take the kids to Disney when that opens back up or fill in the blank, whatever thing that's really bugging them, keeping them up at night, or just Keeping them stuck, and that's why I say I love to help people say yes, say yes to themselves, say yes to their dreams. But it you have to ask are Are they open to finding a solution? And it's really that question. And that's introverts can ask that, extroverts can ask that. People who have ten thousand followers, you know, people who have zero followers. Mm-hmm. So it really is just. And I tell people, some of the best people on my team are the non-salespeople because I had to unlearn how to do a lot because I was driven on quotas. I was driven on um, meeting a certain goal. And because of that, I get pushy. And so I've had to unlearn sales Mm -hmm. and learn how to serve.
0: Mm -hmm. And those
1: were two different things. I didn't learn how to serve in all those years of sales. That is this industry has taught me so much. And if you come with those open hands and we know that, come with those open hands being like, hey, if I could help you, would you be interested? And if not be like, okay, now, I'm a little bit of the, well, a lot of bit of the personality of being like, okay, then don't complain about it to me. (laughs) Like I have a way that I can help, but if you just want to complain, I'm probably not the right person, but if you really want to do something about it, let's talk and see if what I do, you know, could help. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So walk us through that first client
0: and, you know, how did that feel? Did you, have some fear, some doubt, what was going through your mind? Like I
1: said, I kept my mouth shut for so long about this, even though I saw on paper how cool residual income was. Still, I'll say that even though I'm making good money now and I help other people make good money and have, help people with their health transformations, I still get kind of cold feet like, oh, should I really bring that up? But I've had some great leaders just remind me that you never know what's going on. I, the two things, which is you never know what's going on in someone's bank account or bedroom. Like we can post all day long, but if they are having emotional problems, financial problems, what, I mean, part of my health journey was just my digestive stuff. You want to talk about how that gets in the way of a husband wife relationship right away. And I didn't post about that. I didn't post about how, wow, I am an excessive spender and yes, I can pay my credit cards, but each month it's causing my husband and I tons of marital stress because every month I'm just coming in with just a little bit left or have to take from here to pay from there. And it posts about that. So it's the stuff that people don't typically post about or talk about that for me, I have to remember, like I bring it up to people. So for some of my first people that I was working with, it was just asking the question saying, I feel so good. I would, you know, and you've told me in the past this, you know, whatever that thing is. Um, But in the beginning I did take it hard when people said no, I still take it hard if people say no, because I'm like, what don't you get about this? But that's on their journey, you know, and that's on God and was working on them and their timing. And I can just let people know that I'm here to serve and support. And, but yeah, those first couple of people, it was a little bit like, oh, do I really want to reach out? But I'm like, yes, I have something that can help. Yeah. And especially when I went to the the digestive piece, like I lived in pain most days and look three months pregnant by about two, three o'clock in the afternoon, like just couldn't button the jeans, like business, oh, my business pants, like those really pretty wool black pants in the winter, like, oh my gosh, I cannot get these things button. There was no Lycra in the wool pants, <laughs> you know, or in the pants, the Al- Ann Taylor Banana Republic pants that I was wearing. And I'm like, there's other women that are struggling. So shame on me for making it about me and not reaching out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good viewpoint. So, what's the key motivation for you doing this today? Because I'm sure it's changed over the five years of you, know, or not up and flow. Yeah. Um. But just sitting here today, almost at the end of 2020, what's your key motivation?
1: Yeah, I know that there's so many people that aren't saying yes. So, like I said, the say yes is a hashtag I use all the time, and um, people that just feel stuck in life. So if I have a way that helps them get unstuck, then again, it's my moral responsibility to reach out to people and be like, hey, this is what I have again, choose what to do. Like I will share it, you decide I support. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're looking for something, then maybe what I have or what I do and who I partner with would be, it'd be worth your time to look at. So it's that, um, my husband and I are dreaming big. So I love in terms of like goes right in line with this. We've never dreamed big before. But the ability to know what residual income can do is it, our conversation, um, you and I were talking about this before, but like to be snowbirds in our fifties. So I'm 45 right now. And so our dream is to be snowbirds in our fifties. So um, to be able to have that much residual income saved, but also knowing that it's a continual, it will continually come in. And being able to, at that point, we'll see what Chad's doing professionally, but be able to work from anywhere. I like Minnesota. I don't love Minnesota in the winter. So, like, we are already in the planning stages of, like we told the kids last night, like, if we got an offer on the house, we'd leave right now. <laughs> like, I don't know where we go. But I've also just said, if God's ready to like, get this house, get it off to somebody else. But I'm like, I don't want us committed, you know, um, to anything, because I love to travel. And I've got my nine year old as a travel, bu- she's got the travel bug, like I could tell her to pack a suitcase, and she wouldn't even know where we're going. And she's all in. And I, I want that. to give my kids that ability to just have that, that freedom to be able to work from anywhere, do school from anywhere and meet some really cool people along the way. So helping other parents say yes and whatever that looks like because fighting about money for husbands and wives is a huge thing. We know it's a huge thing and it doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah. And just that um, unstuck mindset too for those parents with those kids. I mean, our, our world's really changing. It's really cool to see what is opening up the possibilities that are opening up, especially with distance learning. I mean, that's crazy amazing
1: and really cool. Exactly. Um, yeah. I took my kid to Arizona for a few days just because I could. Did you guys and end up going? Did you Yeah, we ended up going. I found sofa? really inexpensive airfare. So yeah, after your trip, you know, I was like your trip and one other friend's and I'm like, I have to get out of here. We had snow in Minnesota on October 20th. And I was saying, I, I just emotionally can't do a six-month winter. Um, and so I looked online and she did distance learning. I did some work. I did reach outs. I made some connections. We went hiking. Then we'd come back. Like, I mean, she's a Minnesota kid. She was swimming in the pool and it was only like 67 in Arizona, but she didn't care. The sun was out. There was no snow on the ground. She's jumping in the pool. And that was so cool to be able to just do that. And people are like, well, why did you go? I'm like, because Emma has been talking about going on a mother daughter trip. She wanted to go on a girl's trip and I could make it happen. I had the finances, the time, and I had the energy, the things that she wanted to do. She, I, my, my kid's a billy goat. You put her on a mountain and she was, I was like, slow down sister. Like, (laughs) okay. But it was fun because I also had the, um, have my health, that I could do those things with her. And that's where too many parents wait until, oh, well, when I'm 60 plus and I retire, I'll do all these things with my kids. Mm. You know, nothing's guaranteed. So let's do it now while we can.
0: Yeah, definitely. So this is a question I am will be happy when we don't have to ask it anymore, but we still have to ask it because it is very valid, but um how how are you currently navigating um your business with all of these covid restrictions
1: and regulations. Yeah. yeah, so I'm fortunate that um I mean we were zooming before Zoom. Like I remember the first time I did a Zoom, I was like, "Wait, what's the Zoom thing?" and now it's so mainstream, but um my business is one that I can connect with people via Zoom, via phone. Um, as I said, we, I'm in the health and wellness sector. So all of our products get shipped right to someone's doorstep.
0: Yeah. And we're in
1: 26 markets around the world. So um, my biggest thing is I keep a big world map to my right, just so that I know like, wait, don't send the message in South Korea right now because it's 2 a.m. Or wait, what time is it in, you know, if I'm sending to something to someone in Spain, I'm like, wait, trying to like map out. I really want to get the time, the clocks in my office, just so that I know like Absolutely. when I'm trying to reach yeah. out to potential business partners and people that I'm working with, like, okay, wait, what time is it in Spain and Germany? But, um, so I'm fortunate that I haven't seen a slowdown during COVID. Um, we've actually, we're the opposite. Um, and this has just been when everyone is used to now ordering things online, getting our groceries delivered right to our door and zooming. So the three big things of what my business is made up of. And I've watched some friends that, um, we're financially impacted that are, are open now to the idea of doing something that has residual income. Because if your two jobs that you've had in the past, both are now closed. If you're a personal trainer and a server, you know, here in Minnesota, both of those are closed. So yes. restaurants and gyms are closed. So if you have zero income coming in, you know, that's where this is, you can work from anywhere and reach out to anyone. So we're fortunate. Yeah, we
0: are very
1: fortunate.
0: Well, this has been fun. I love, love, love asking this last question, which is always just a surprise. Um, so my next or my next question for you is what's next? What's your big, big dream? What are you working towards, focusing on? You kind of already said maybe a little bit of it, but um, there could be, it can be big. It can be small,
1: what, whatever. Right is that next space where you're dreaming. Right. For my, I, even my 21, my 2021 vision board um, has an image of a group of very diverse women, has a passport, has a picture of a boat. Um, yeah. But my big thing, um, global expansion, is a big mm. thing on my heart. And so, like I said, like, I know what time it is in certain countries because I would love to be able to have business partners in those countries. And I also know the financial implications of what COVID has done in European and Asian countries. Um, even my friends that are down in New Zealand and Australia. So yeah, getting leaving my, my business right now dabbles a little bit in Asia, but not too much. So really having a presence for my team um, in Asia and Europe and um, Australia are my three big, like, I'm, I'm like, I'll land wherever, like whoever wants to, you know, jump in first. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I keep, I keep the map there for a reason, you know, what we focus on, we find, and, and I just know that I can serve people both here domestically and internationally, which is what helps other people build this business, too, is, doesn't have to be just the people that you know or your twenty-five neighbors. You know, it can be anybody, anywhere, and and you can make those connections. So yeah, a global expansion is a big is my big goal.
0: Yes, impacting our world. Yes, I love yes. that. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you again for taking the time out and talking with me and dreaming with me and just um, being in this space. It feels. Um, so good. I'm always excited to get to do podcasts. So thank you to everyone who's listening and tuning in. If you have questions, or you want to connect with Kimberly or myself, <coughs> excuse me, I have a cough. <coughs> I will be um, posting uh, ways to connect with you, Kimberly. So great way to get connected. And um, anything else you want to say to end?
1: I think we just all have to keep dreaming big. There's, there's so many ways and so many things that we can do and the impact that we can make on this world. So when we dream small, it really limits us and God didn't create us this way. So being able to dream big in my heart also is just following through with, with what's the plans that we have. And so, um, yeah, keep dreaming big. It's so funny because I
0: always end like kind of my tagline is dream big and pray bigger. There so perfect ending.
1: Oh, yeah, we're on assignment, right? God has us on an assignment, and so when we play small, we just don't fulfill all that He's called us to do. Um, so, yeah, it's it's stepping into that.
0: Yes. Well, thanks again, friend. So good chatting with you, and thank you to everybody listening. Keep dreaming big and praying bigger, and go out there and say yes to something new. You just never know what might happen or come from that.